0: It is Triple M this morning and uh, I tell you what folks don't we get the big stars on this show uh we have on the line uh, Chris Tanty who is the CEO of the Leukemia Foundation and he joins us this morning Chris good morning to you mate welcome to
1: the show Thanks for having me
0: Now uh not uh, too unfamiliar to the Mid North Coast as we are, I briefly just discovered off air then you were you played a hand in starting the Headspace organisation up here mate
1: yeah, yeah, no, I was I was very involved in that when I was the CEO of Headspace. I was I did that for about ten years and um met some fantastic people out in Port Macquarie and and they convinced us and uh lucky they did and so I've, you know, I've got some good friends out there who I haven't seen for a long time, Phil Jamison and Jules as well. Um and uh yeah, no, there was, you know, clearly a need in that area, as there is in a lot of areas for mental health support so uh very glad we did it
0: very good chris and yes we're grateful that you did too because we love jewels in this neck of the woods and phil too uh so uh that's fantastic stuff mate but uh, world's greatest shave it's uh, it's on again this year and uh <laughs> i must say when you answered the phone and said gee you need a haircut um <laughs> was, uh, it does i guess the mohawk it's uh, it's got to go
1: yeah, no, it's it's got to go. I, I saw a photo of you before the interview and I just thought, oh, man, we're doing this guy a favour. He really needs to chop it off. So this is a community service, largely, yes. that we're doing with you. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Hence all the promos and stuff that are rolling around on air to do with that as well, I can assure you, Chris. Um, <laughs> get a haircut, get a real job, all of that kind of business. Correct. Um, but, Chris, um, I guess let us into the Leukaemia Foundation and, and, and what you guys are, are doing on an annual basis.
1: Well, look, it's a a really fantastic organisation born out of uh, regional, rural Australia. Um, And and the idea, you know, the reason it sort of came to pass was that people were having to go to the city to get treatment and people were living in their cars during that, that period. So their kids would have you know, a blood cancer of some description and uh, they couldn't afford the, com- the accommodation and so they were living in their cars while their kids were getting treatment. And there are all sorts of harrowing stories I've heard from some of the people that started the Leukemia Foundation up. So slowly but surely we got into accommodation. So we provide accommodation for people relocating from the city, uh, from the rural regional parts of Victoria to the city to get treatment and, uh, and they can stay with us as long as they like and they can stay free, of, free of charge. And so, you know, that was the thing that was, just, we've got 170 beds across the country, um, that people use. Um, and, you know, particularly in Victoria where. People come in from Tasmania to get treatment. They they stay with us during the course of their treatment. So there's that component. Then the bit that gets largely ignored in cancer is, at least in community-based cancer, is um, the psychosocial component. So the mental health of people is largely ignored because because obviously the treating team are trying to kill the cancer. But there are significant mental health consequences um, with you know, getting a diagnosis and then, of course, with treatment because treatment can be pretty harrowing. So we, we tend to look after that. We provide financial assistance, and there's a significant increase in demand for that at the moment given the cost of living. And then we fund research because we're looking for a cure. We want this to end. So um, we've pumped about $87 million over the years into research, uh, and some of it has, uh, has served us well so um you know there's there's no you know in in this space you 've just got to try different things to see what works and uh, and some of this stuff has worked well
0: absolutely mate, and I'm so happy to hear that but part of the Leukemia Foundation's work is tackling the mental health side of getting a diagnosis and then obviously battling a cancer like this uh, because it's, it would, uh, I can't say that I have, uh, part, I, I, I I had a bit of a scare with a, a, a skin, that a, a mole that had to get cut out last year, but this yep. is a different ball game and that scared the life out of me. So goodness only knows, um, you know, if you were in that position, how, how to, terrifying that would be and what that would do to
1: your mental health yeah I know it is terrifying and so you know the process is is pretty quick so you get a diagnosis and the next day you're in for treatment so everything changes at the point of diagnosis and it's not like you've got a slow entree into it so you are immediately off to treatment next day generally or same day and of course everyone's playing catch up people are trying to understand what's going what the diagnosis means how uh, rare it is what the complications can be what the treatment is etc and then of course the family is completely beside themselves and and if you think about young children getting this diagnosis and then what that does to parents and what that does to aunts and uncles and friends and family and all that sort of stuff, um, it's significant. It is really significant. So people go through a world of pain over this period and uh, and it's important they get support for it absolutely and and much
0: like a lot of the diagnoses uh in the world chris it's you know you go there there is stages of grief you know and there will be you will you know there's obviously going to be a lot of frustration there there's going to be um you know there's a lot of sadness there's a lot of uh, anger even at times you know there's many different stages of this process and the fact that you know you guys help with uh i guess learning to live with those things as well as you know being a good family member to someone who's going through it is so i'm i'm actually had no idea that you guys you know delivered that level of 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 care to to people so well done mate
1: yeah so i mean you know it's almost given that you know the stages of grief (laughs) you should almost be a psychotherapist but um you know it's true it is really harrowing for people and and in lots of ways you know we talk about a cancer diagnosis and people just think okay well you know they're going into treatment but there's all the other complications that go with that it is a life-threatening illness and so you know it's an existential crisis for a lot of people and their families
0: yeah absolutely mate and i guess on a on a lighter note to do with the leukemia foundation you guys do provide a whole heap of laughs for people going through the treatment as well mate
1: yeah yeah well we um we try to make people laugh, and and um, we're certainly going to make a lot of people in Port Macquarie happy when you shave your head, because you <laughs> must be an absolute community, I thought. But <laughs> but um, but yeah, no no, it, it, it is fun, and and I've seen this in schools, and I've seen it in workplaces, and you know I shaved my head three years ago, and it's it's uh, it's a really interesting experience to go through, but. You know there is a serious element to it, which is you know basically when people go into um, treatment they lose their hair and they lose their eyebrows, and so there is a um, there is a way of us or as as a community joining in with people who are going through that process. So, um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. It brings brings people together. I was at a workplace in Brisbane last year, and it was just. Electric, you know, three people shaving their heads, and um, and they really got behind it, and the local radio station uh, got behind it as well, and it just it just made a difference to the um, to the culture of that organisation, and uh, and it made a huge difference to people who live with a blood cancer.
0: And and the other thing, I think, Chris, um, in regards to you know. I guess you know we are it's almost like you are going on the journey with them by you know shaving the head shaving the eyebrows and and saying I'll go through it with you but there is a certain level of especially it's like when you when when someone pres- provides a safe space for another human being for the first time and they 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 don't feel as scared or they don't feel as um uh, as terrified even do you know what i mean it's like yeah, they Yeah 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 it's like, hey, we're all here with you, and let's do it together.
1: You know, like, yeah, that, that's so true. I mean, the number of patients that have spoken to me about this that, you know, when they hear about the world's greatest shave and they see the images on social media, and and they immediately feel supported, they immediately feel understood, and it's so it's 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 got symbolic. Um, You know, it it is symbolic really for people who are going through treatment And, and it does make a difference. It does make a difference knowing that there are others in the community that are equally concerned and are shaving their head.
0: Absolutely. And uh, we've got, you know, I've got people, uh, I've got uh, bowls coordinators, Chris, from the local bowls club that are going to have their chests waxed. Uh, um. there, there, there is all sorts of hair trimming, hair shaving, <laughs> all sorts of grooming going on because uh, whether or not for one reason or another, uh, they are just, they're getting behind it in many ways, I can assure you.
1: Well, you know, it, it gives um, it sheds light on a different way of operating. You know, we talk about um, Colouring or cutting or shaving uh, to start waxing your body. You know, I haven't thought about that as an angle, but it's a great angle, isn't it? I mean, particularly for a lot of men who, you know, manscaping is in. Uh, so, so let's indulge let's indulge people's fantasies about you know all of that.
0: Well, I think it's also it's just don't meet this with a uh, don't meet this with an no, I can't do it. Well, let's Correct. let's just make it happen. Whatever it has to be, uh, there is, you know, a, a volume of hair that will be taken from your body in one way or another. That's that, <laughs> that's the only way we get, we're dealing with it. Uh, no excuses. So very good chris uh mate thank you so much for catching up with us and uh i'm I'm so uh, you know obviously you guys are putting lots of money toward research and let's say you know you pull it off at least you know that you're welcome back here at headspace if you'd like to come back
1: <laughs> thank you very much thank you very <laughs> much and i'm I'm dying to come back and see how it's uh i met i met someone recently who um who was part of the board yep and uh, out that way and uh and he was just you know Saying how great it was and what a difference it had made to the community. And and those things really make a difference to the community. When the community shows up to try and lift the spirits of others, you know, and I think we saw this in COVID, you know, everyone was locked down, no one could do anything, people were really struggling, and the community rallied, you know, and and, uh, that's the great thing about living in a tight community.
0: Yeah, and we certainly are that, Chris. Uh, Mate, we really appreciate your time. Thank you for coming on today, mate, and stay tuned. March 9, you're going to have some real fruity pictures in your inbox, okay?
1: (laughs) I can't wait. I can't wait.
0: (laughs) Thanks again, mate. Well done. This
1: is Strawny
0: for Breakfast. Keep starting your day. Feeling 30 years younger. The Mid-North Coast's Triple M.